Thank you, Jeff and Joelle, because of your free videos and podcasts. My one-year-old GSC doesn't have food aggression anymore. He That's went from good. growling, lunging at everyone, biting me, to no aggression at all. Again, thank you so, so much. Love your methods. So, Heather, that's COVID for you did great. You did a great job. Good job. So that really is. So kudos to you, Heather. I'm just the guy with the big mouth and the bad jokes. So um, I'm glad that you put the work in. Your dedication is what really, really made it work. That's job it. well done. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? It's uh, We're live. What is today? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope everyone is doing well. This is Jeff of Solid Canine Training and the lovely Joelle. And this is our Q&A show, What Would Jeff Do? It's a one-hour show. You you type in your question, Joel reads it, I answer it. Um, not enough time to, to answer them fully, but we give you a good idea of what it is. In fact, I just did a um, WWJD Goes Deep today, So, which is, if you've seen that series, I go a little bit deeper into some common, common things just so you understand more of what we do. That along with all of our other 5,000 videos and 30,000 pieces of content for free on social media, you get a good idea of what we do. Um, most of the questions, if you just follow it, you'll see that most people are asking, you know, um, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? So you can hear us use the word often if you're brand new to the show, you know, apply a punisher, um, a correction, intolerable consequence. And it's all because that's how you stop a lot of behaviors. It's, you can't do it with a reward. Um, that's when people ask us how to do like an obedience command. Mm -hmm. like today's deep was about that about repetitions. How many repetitions does it yeah. take? Um, and then we have something called Jeff Kelman Seminars. Check out Jeff Kelman Seminars. We're back on the road. Uh, two weeks ago, we got back on the road with our seminars. Again, problem-solving seminars where people bring dogs that are really, really badly behaved. We specialize in dogs that are you know, human-aggressive, dog-aggressive, huge leech reactivity, separation anxiety. It's really challenging dogs. Um, and uh, we do that at the weekend seminar, and then we obviously have the board and train center, which we're sitting at now. <clears throat> and in two weeks, next weekend, not this weekend coming up, but next weekend we'll be in Canton, Ohio. Not Canton, Mass. I know. Like, in fact, I think today, right now, is the first time I've actually said, said it right. Said, yeah, said it right. I always, I, I mean, I know where it is, but I keep saying Canton. We're not allowed Canton, in Massachusetts Mass. right now, technically. Technically, we're not. So <laughs> let's uh, let's jump in this into the questions. On uh, there's something called Top Chat, which is a YouTube feature, and what happens with Top Chat is um, it gets you your question to the top of the queue, but you do not have to pay to play. We answer as many questions as we can. If unfortunately we don't answer them all, some of the more involved stuff, some folks really might want to think about our one-on-one -on -one consulting um, that we offer. Um, and let's just jump right into it. All right, Sid, hi, J&J. Hope all is well in your world. Yeah, things are fantastic. Things are really, really good. Yeah. Can't complain? Yeah, good day. Early morning day, but good day. Kathy B, hey, everyone. Hey, Kathy, how are you? Sydney, I have a one-year-old lab. He's crate trained and does very well at night. When left during the day, sometimes he barks and whines, pulls sheets off the top of the kennel, chews beds. This is not every time we leave. Right. So for starters... Hold on, there's more. Oh. This is obviously separation anxiety. Do you have any tips to fix this? Thank you. Yeah, I do. So I'm more of a practical person. Get rid of the sheets on top of the bed. I mean, on top of the crate. Get rid of the bed and put a bark collar on the dog. Right? You can't destroy a bed that doesn't exist. You can't destroy a sheet that doesn't exist. And a bark collar stops barking. 
problem solved. Now, is that all you want to do with your dog? No, you still want to do training with your dog and you still want to do exercise. But some people are going to just tell you to like, well, exercise the dog first and leave quietly. And yes, of course, do all those things. But I, I swear, if I fucking tiptoe out of this house, that's not going to make the dog stop eating its bed. So why do dogs eat their beds? Because it's fun to do. Next. Kathy B, three parts. Oh, Kathy. It's going to be a good one. Oh, my dog. Embarrassing moment at Lowe's. My dog decided to start taking a shit in the store. Uh, that is the worst. I can't tell you how many times no, that's I happened got, I got a worst, fucking board and train. I got a worse story. At the front of the store, right where the gift cards are, I saw and said no. He's talented, though, and was able to do the reverse sphincter pull. Oh, he did. And not let any more shit out. I cleaned up the shit nugget. Thankfully, he had bags and exited store. I let him finish his dump under a tree where I then had to clean that up. Do you guys carry any spray or paper towels when you go in stores? Damn dogs. Yeah. We carry a whole fucking cleaning kit, Kathy B. So you want to hear something worse, Kathy B? One time I had a board and train with me, a really nervous dog, and he had explosive <laughs> diarrhea all over Lowe's. I had nothing with, like, obviously I don't carry a mop bucket with me. So I had to ask my friend in the paint department to go, please get me a mop bucket. And I had to clean up that fucking disaster. Oh, I hope you with would. a dog in hand, right? And we get to smelling practice, up the whole get to paint section. Downstairs. Yeah, it was, it was disgusting. It was so yeah, bad. I got a really worse, but I'll, I'll, I won't share it. Next I time. want to hear. I once took a shit. In the <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! Shut up! In the paint department of Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Melissa. Good evening, all. Okay, I have, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. How many times have you walked into like? I'm specifically a Lowe's or a Home Depot. And as soon as you walked in, you had to go to the bathroom. Okay. And you're like, where's the bathroom? And you know it's at the back corner. Yep. And you're like, really trying to reverse engineer. Like, am I going to really make it? Oh my there? God, did you shit your pants in the store? <laughs> you didn't make it? I have, but never to Lowe's. So, <laughs> so, so, so it's like, it's like every come on, guys. You, you possibly men. I mean, females can probably relate. Jeff's to this like, too. it's not just me, right? It's like <laughs> it is just you. Oh, I have no problem. Was I was the only one on the place? <laughs> I have no problem at all. I was the only one on the place of the earth that this happened to. But you are. You're like, it's at row nine, and you're at row one, all the way in the back, and you're all the so way in the front. You run. You run, and you squeeze your sphincter. Yeah, that's, both of them. Yeah, but then you wobble. It's just not a run. That's a wobble. It's like a duck wobble. So did you shit your pants or not? No, I did not. Oh. Not right. that time. Not that time. Next. Captain Rehab, I will appreciate Jeff's jokes today no matter what. Same as every day. Well, Captain Rehab. The last show, they weren't funny at all. Terrible. Well, ironically, they pulled a lot of good content from last week's show. Did they? Not last week. On, on Mon Monday show. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it might have started out a little bit on the drier side. You know, some of the drier humor. But, you know, it got there. Uh, Gretchen, hi, guys. Hey, Gretchen. Hey, Gretchen. Dawn, hi, Jeff and Joelle from Southwest Michigan. Hey, what's going on? Lindsay, hey, j and I'm moving in with a buddy and his puppy pees on people when he greets them. Doesn't do it with the owner. About six months and potty trained. Well, obviously, he's not potty trained. So, so what's the question? Or do you just want to make a statement? <laughs> it's like, I'm moving, with, I'm moving with a dog that pisses on people. And you got a problem with that tough shit. Right. So, so what I would do is, well, first of all, it's your buddy's dog. So your buddy's got to be doing all this work. All I know is if a dog walked over and pissed on me, that would be a dog stuck to a wall. 
no, I wouldn't kick a dog to a wall for peeing on me. What I'm saying is someone's got it. Okay, it is a choice. The dog has made a conscious choice to walk over to you and piss on you. That's a choice. Therefore, it can be stopped. So someone's got to tell that dog that's unacceptable. How do you do that? A bonker would be great. So get yourself a bonker. If you don't know what a bonker is, Google bonker. You'll see, you'll see me in like 20 different languages. You know, they do spell bonker the same in every language. Um, they abuse they smell and asshole they smell in different languages. In different, different is it words. like pees on people or is it like submissive, excited No, pee? it walks over and pees on, on the person. Where but then it says right here, how do we stop the peeing with new people? So it's like, which is it? Because one might, it could very well be excited slash submissive pee. I, I think it pees on the people. We go, well, where did where the question Right go? here. It does say pees on people okay, when he so, greets so them. So we'll stick with that. So okay. we'll stick with that. This is a bonker. So walk in, carry a bonker, let the dog come over to you, you know, say no and bark. Next. Gretchen, how are you both? Good. Well, I think that's the second time you asked that. No, she said hi the first one. Oh, really? Now it's how are you? Oh, she made it a two separate thing. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Gretchen. Uncomfortable pause. We're doing fine. Next. We're well. Um, Melissa posts the link to Jeff Gelman seminars. Thank you. Don says, "Yay, safe travels." Yes. Laura, hey guys. Well, I'm working on my GSD with Double Down. The past couple of times when I have company over, my mom and my man friend. They both keep on saying how they feel bad for my GSD and how he looks sad and that I'm being mean. You sure that's that's a man friend? That's a friend? man friend? Come that on, That isn't someone who has any fucking balls to me. Man friend. You mean the guy that you're fucking and your mother doesn't know about it? Next. Sizzle. Wait, hold on. What's the, was there a question? No, it sounded like a statement So hold to on. Me. They both keep on saying how they feel bad for my GSD and how he looks sad and that I'm being mean. Okay. Number one, Laura, this dude that you're fucking toast get rid of them okay and your mother have a conversation with her and you you have a wait hold on is it your mother's man friend or your man friend no my mom and my man oh friend. my man friend okay so he's probably watching so with laura so right you're, now you're fucking him and maybe your mom is too for all we know oh I mean, my god oh you haven't met laura's mother she's just the Don't type to do stop. that so what i want you to do is and then you sit down with your mom and you say mom there's a big difference between you know being calm and being sad. And even if the dog was sad, oh well. Next. Um, Sizzle, my dog cries dramatically when she sees other dogs. Then when she meets them, she snaps at them. How would you address her reaction to seeing and hearing them? Treat when she looks at them or recall? There's no food involved right now at all. No recall at all. You're obviously, you're, you're sounds like you're either allowing the dog to go over to people. So I guess you would recall. Um, or just don't let the dog go over to people. Or if the dog's on a leash, you are letting the dog pull you over to people. So your dog right now, I mean, you could, yes, you can make your dog a better greeter. Absolutely. But that's a process. Like that's like, there's a lot of different things in that. It's too much to describe for now. Just stop the whining, stop the arousal and then move along. But if you want to learn how to socialize your dog, that's more, that's more of a process. Next. Yesenia. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Thank you for the advice yesterday, Jeff. Didn't sugarcoat it at all, and it has gotten a bunch of attention and even a meet and greet today. Hopefully, she gets adopted. Thank you. Wow. Yesenia, as Yesenia was on our Zoom, so uh, if you don't know what our Zoom is, uh, every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all of our Patreon members at the $10 and up, we do a Zoom, and um, there's one dog left. And this is a shelter in the middle of nowhere, 
it's all run um, by a very small group of people, and they have one dog left. One dog. It's been there for six years. Wow. Six fucking years. So I gave her advice, and all of a sudden, there's interest in it. Hmm. So that's good. Usually, when you tell people to amputate one of the legs, people feel bad for the dog, and then they adopt it. Do you know that people do that? Yes. That's a common... By the way, that's a common thing, guys. I don't want to say common like rain or thunderstorms, but like that's a conversation that is talked about in the shelter system to remove the leg of a dog to make them more adoptable, especially the black dogs, because black dogs are harder to black animals, cats and dogs are harder to adopt. Next. Hmm. Michelle, hi Jeff. I've crate trained my dog ever since the ever since she came home at three months, and now she's four and a half years old. Every time I'm out of the house, she's crated, and I use the crate often as well when I'm Excellent. home. I recently got a camera for her and noticed a few times when I've checked on it that she happens to be whining. Do I need to be concerned, or is a calm dog the entire time we're gone unrealistic? It's not unrealistic, but like, what? how much whining? Is it is it, is it whining panic to the point of panic? Or is it just like, I'm going to whine for a little bit because I got nothing else to do? I mean, so what level is it at, and, and is it turned into barking? Whining is hard to stop when you're not there. Most bark collars don't pick up whining. They do have a sensitive sensitive dog bark collar that can pick up some whining. Also, what you can do is, does she ever whine when you are home in the crates? Can you catch her if you're out of the room? If you can, remote collar on the dog, correct the whining. And then when you do leave, just to putting the, the, the bark collar on the dog as possible, that it will work. Next. Aria said, woohoo, what would Jesus do? What nice. would Jeff do? Right? WWJD? Is that what she's talking I, about? I guess, yeah. Sydney, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. My mom, Ice Ski Big Sky or Montana. Yeah, yeah I, I know Ice Ski Big Sky, yeah. yeah. Recommended you to me. We can't get enough. You've been extremely helpful. Oh, awesome. Tell your mom I said hi. That's great, Sid. I didn't know she had kids. Me neither. Kathy B, yeah. wobbling shit run. Oh, my God. See? Kathy B knows. Melissa, what do you do with a 16-week-old puppy that shuts down with prong collar pressure and screams like crazy? Would it be a better option to use a slip lead? So the thing is this, is like you can absolutely fully train your dog on a slip lead. And people are like, well, why don't you do it then? It's like because most dog owners will struggle. Um, what we do instead is we would get the dog used to the prong collar. It's possible you didn't um, introduce the prong collar properly. I found the most prong collars like to be called um, sir. So when you introduce the collar, you're just like, this is Sir Prong Collar. Um, we, have a, we have a video on how to introduce this the prong. This is the worst joke ever. Here we go again. How many? Keep a tally tonight of how many terrible jokes come out of his mouth. One. So far. So I will. It, write it down. One. One. You need like the one, two, three, yep, four line through it. A little through yep. it. Okay. Great. Um, so... Uh, what was the question? Um, you said you want to introduce the prong oh, right. collar so they do, sir so, prong collar. So they do the prong collar dance. I have a free video on that. And it's possible, though, that you're just... People are, get a little bit confused with a prong collar sometimes. They're using as much force as they did with another type of leash, mm. where it's actually is to be a lot more graceful. It's, and at 16 weeks old, you should be making a lot of graceful, fluid movement move, movements with the collar. Next. And food. Tons of food. Lindsay, it seems like excitement pee. He rolls over and pees. Ah. Oh, okay. That changes things. That changes things. That's that 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 that's, you told me the dog pees on people. Um, so what I would do with that is have the owner keep the person on the leash, the the dog on a leash, and um, 
not come over to people, have the dog do a down, have the dog do place, come in, have the people ignore the um, dog. And then if the dog gets excited, you actually, believe it or not, correct the dog next. Um, Tammy, I had a lab that tried to pee on a three-year-old at the vet, caught in time. Yeah, it happens, probably in the waiting room. Yep. Yep. Vegan power couple, how do I go about training two week, two 14-week-old litter meat GSDs? Already acting nuts. <laughs> Would I work on them separately all the time, or how do I approach it? Hopefully, vegan power couple, these are not your dogs. Right? You did not get two puppies together. German Shepherd puppies together, I hope. But if you did, I'll help you. Start out by working them separate, and then work them off of each other. And then also, if these are your dogs, or if it's a client's dog, or they're your dogs, make sure they learn how to be away from each other, literally in separate rooms can you even take a dog into another room without it the other dog screaming its head off because if because that's something you don't want to work on because if not if you treat these dogs like one you could they can have separation anxiety from each each other and literally this dog can scream and bark its head off if it's ever doesn't see the other dog let alone like on a walk if one's in front of the other because you've got two two people walking the dog it can be really really bad so definitely want to work on that next Jennifer, hi guys, 10 week old GSD puppy, 20 pounds. Questions. We have to take him out on a leash because our yard isn't fenced. He already pulls pretty hard going down the steps. I don't want to break my neck. At what age can I start working with him on a prong? Um, 20 pounds, 10 weeks old. We usually get 10 week old puppy, I, I carry down the steps. Yeah. But 20 pounds seems heavy for 10 weeks old. That seems like a head. But anyway, so what I would do is I would just walk down the steps. Okay, this is the thing about pulling dogs. If you stop moving, sometimes they tend to stop pulling. Theoretically, at I would not put a prong collar on a, on a 10-week-old puppy. So if you want to use leash pressure, slip lead, you can, and just stop walking. And then teach the dog basic pressure and release. Like, keep putting pressure on it. And I'm not moving. So you'll do that. But you, I would do that not on the steps. Do that on a flat surface. And then move it to the steps. Next. Um, Melissa posted the link to your Patreon channel. Oh, thank you. Jackie. Hey, guys. My coworker's dogs growl when people come inside the groom shop. Not all people and not all the time. They wear e-collars, but doesn't seem effective. Would place be an effective way to eliminate this? No, well, the dogs probably should. So it sounds like your groomer brings their own dogs to work is what, it's, what it sounds like. So what I would do is if, it, if the remote collars are not effective, it's possible that the remote collars are just not making good contact or she's not going up high, high enough. So what I would do is I would try to set it up so the dogs do growl, give the dog the information, which is going to be growling sucks, and that should eliminate the problem. And then now a lower level stim should stop the dog or just having the collar on possibly stop the dog. But from a household or workplace management standpoint, place is a fantastic um, uh, uh, spot for the dog to be next. Riley, how do you teach the double down? Thanks, love you both. So the double down is interesting because that sort of just like happens. Yeah, it's like there's like, like really no so formula. it's all it's usually done on a remote collar it's usually done at low level continuous pressure the dog's usually already in a down and you hold and it's always i don't want to say always it seems to be very effective and fast to teach it when a dog's already in a crate because there's only so many options like you can have a dog that doesn't 
it's never been in a crate. It doesn't even know down. And with a remote collar, because we do this at seminars all the time, with a remote collar, it goes in the crate, lies down, puts its head down. So, but if it's already in a down, you've got to find the level that's low enough that will make the head go down and not break command. Mm-hmm. If it breaks command, let go of the button, let it reset, get it to down again, and then try again next. Rhonda, my dog has been in in board training for three weeks. She comes home and won't let me put on her e-collar or prong. What in the hell do I do? You call up the place that trained her is what you do. So not that I don't want to help you. And not that I, I, I mean, I help, I help everybody. But here's a great opportunity for you to actually call the people that actually trained your dog. Because you probably should be going in for follow-up visits anyway. So ask them. So it's possible the dog is, is the dog overly aroused? Is the dog afraid of the tools? Is the dog trying to nip at you? Is the dog running away from you? Is the dog just so excited that it wants to go out and play? You know, so, but I would, I would call the owner, the owners, I would call up the, um, the place to train them to ask to speak to one of their trainers that work with a dog and ask them what to do. And then if that doesn't work, then come back and ask me next. Um, Dave, Jeff, is it normal for an anxious dog to get diarrhea when out in strange surroundings and different distractions? I think it's, I think it's normal for, um, an anxious dog to get diarrhea just about anywhere. Just about anywhere. Like we get dogs in that will get diarrhea here. And then sometimes like right from the get go. And then we have dogs that if they've had a, uh, a challenging work day, they can definitely get diarrhea. And it's like, are you sick or stressed? So um, that's, that's, it's not unusual. It's not unusual. Next. Amanda. Hello. My previously prong trained pity was doing well all summer. Stopped lunging on walks. Now has started gator rolling on the prong and screams bloody murder. Please help. Okay. So something's going wrong. What happened? What changed to go from happily? What was this? Did she say the age of the dog? No. Okay, so if the if the dog was was pre like say nine months old, and then all of a sudden now is nine months old, it literally just might be like attitude. So what I would do is this: if I had a dog that was trained on how to use any piece of equipment, and all of a sudden started having a little hissy fit, I would say no. I bonked the dog. I correct it. I would correct it out of it. Next, Kim. Training a Boston Bulldog mix have worked her through foundation, prong knee collar, and now starting to do outside environmentals and distraction. Nine out of 10 times she'll recall, but the one time she doesn't recall, I can keep going up on the e-collar and she still won't come. Like she's stuck and confused. What am I doing wrong? So what happens sometimes is when you go up high on the remote collar, just remember it's a muscle stimulator. So when you go up high on a remote collar, sometimes the dog actually might be trying to get to you, but they're like, I can't actually move, or I feel like I can't move, or I don't know how to release this pressure. The, 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 the dots are not connecting. Put a long line back on the dog, work the dog in high levels of distraction, and then you'll be using the leash for guidance to get the dog through. Also, are you on continuous or on momentary? If you're on continuous, sometimes it's better to go to momentary and do momentary nicks that might work if the dog is sort of like frozen, but I've got a feeling you might not have done enough reps in high level of distraction. Next. Hey, Stallings. I have a 15 week old GSD. She's a service dog in training and doing absolutely amazing. But sometimes she's really vocal, even if I'm just asking her to sit. That's not 
executable in stores, but when I correct, uh -oh. she gets louder before getting quiet again. What do you recommend? Doing? So this is the thing. First of all, it's a 15 week old dog. So that's the thing. It doesn't make a difference if it's a service dog in training, it's a 15 week old dog. Cause we don't even know if this dog is going to be qualified to be a service dog. You're not going to know for probably at least the first year. So, um, what you're going to do is you're going to work your dog through it. The dog's probably objecting. Or we absolutely see some dogs, um, not a lot, but you get some dogs that are so excited to work um, that it's just audible. Or you got to correction phase too quickly and you started correcting for noncompliance without doing your reps and the dog is screaming prior to the correction because it knows it's going to get corrected. So you sort of did like reverse training. There's a lot of different variables. Or you just have a really loud dog that does that. There are dogs that do that. And they usually scream, you correct them, they scream more. And we've had dogs that literally irrationally scream here. Irrationally, like even like with a little uh, uh, slippery pressure, they're like, that just that's that doesn't make sense. Next. Jory, hey y'all, came in late. Um, go to your room next. <laughs> Riley, also wondering how it works. That's actually another terrible joke. Number two. Like, like there's no voting process? Riley. Hold on here. Stop. There's no voting process? You no. just decide. I am the jury. Okay, but who's the fucking judge? Me. Oh, I'm both. You're the judge and the jury. Sure am. Okay. Riley, also wondering how it works and looks when your seminars first start, meeting with reactive dogs, and also how large do your seminars go up to? Well, it depends how much you rub them. So... Number three. <laughs> I literally said that, that was, just so you would fucking write that, that down. Disgusting. Okay. Well, hold on here. Disgusting or bad? Both. Oh, so you're putting down disgusting stuff too? Yeah. I thought the, the rules no, were just bad. The bad ones. That was bad. Okay. So, what does it look like when the seminars first start with reactive dogs? It looks like a, it looks like a shit show. You got dogs, nervous owners with reactive dogs getting their asses dragged to the training center, barking their fucking heads off. Barely able to get into their own crates. Tons of chaos. And if you saw a video that um, Joel posted last week from the New Jersey seminar, it shows 9 a.m. Saturday morning, shit show. And then it shows 9.07 a.m. quiet. So seven minutes, which is up there with our record. I think 9.45 is about the worst we're doing these days, but usually it happens within the first 15 minutes. You can like, everything's calmed down. Owners are calm. Dogs are, dogs are calm. I'm really good at shutting up dogs at seminars. I assure you, your dog will not be the worst dog there at all. It won't be. It, it, it just won't be. So how big do they get? Um, right now we're actually cutting tickets almost in half because of space limitations and because of um, COVID. Um, so we would go from anywhere from 20 to 60. Now we're going, excuse me, anywhere from like 17 because 20 is not even sold out. Like 17 to maybe like 30. Next. 499 top chat. Oh, wow. Thank you. From... Dino. Oh, hey, Dino. How are you? I'm training for the walk in my yard, as you advise, but now he is lagging behind and won't stay in heel. Do I just joystick him to my side? Yeah, joystick him or just do pops. Just do pops. Pop, 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 pop. Next. But but we also do follow mode 
So that means you like way, way behind. Also do variable speed walking um, and also do a bunch of quick turns. And then when you make a turn and if it looks like the dog's not paying attention, give a quick pop and then turn again. And then what your dog's going to be doing is going, I better pay attention to, to Dino next. Hannah, my dog does not like other dogs. How can I train him to exist around them? He doesn't have to meet and greet any dogs. Correct. I just want him to learn to settle, relax instead of being reactive. So, so good. I'm glad you're, 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 you're you have reasonable expectations because your dog, we don't know if your dog's going to like other dogs, but your dog has to stop being reactive. So if you, if you're, if you haven't heard this before, if you're brand new to my show, who is this? Um, Hannah. Hannah, you know, I think, think you're, I think you're new to the show. So what you want to do is number one, teach your dog how to properly heal next to you. Also, what tools are you using? Prong cow or remote cow? The reason why we talk about tools so much, because it does help empower owners to communicate the training to the dog in an efficient way. That's going to be great for non-dog trainers. Um, so what you're going to do is at the first sign of reactivity, so have the dog walking next to you, and at the first sign of reactivity, which is usually, I'm sure you recognize the signs, it's usually like changing breathing, chest out, ears on alert, staring. That's when you apply your punisher. No, boom, you correct. No remote cower stem, all right? And then don't be afraid to use a little bit of space. If you need to use a little bit of space, distance away from the other dog at first, utilize everything you have to do your pass-bys, do your pass-bys next. J.A. Gonzalez, hey, Jeff, it's always good to watch the show and listen to other people learning from you. Oh, awesome. Thanks, J.A. Sizzle, so I'll treat you when she doesn't whine, then later work on greeting. Okay, you don't have to treat at all. You don't have to treat at all. I would, right now, with the behavior mod component of, of that is you don't have to treat at all. Because how about this? How about if the treat gets the dog excited and it makes it whine more, which happens all the time? And we train with food, but right now I'd be like more either correct for not for, for bad behavior or no correct for good behavior. So what's the reward right now in this particular moment? No correct. Try that for a little bit. See how it goes. Get back to me. next. I see big sky. Hi guys. I'm here. Oh, you are there. She's always in the background. That's great. Met your daughter. She seems very nice. Uh oh, I got bumped. Hasn't happened in a while. I know. Pretty good. Uh, Alejandro, not Alejandro, Alejandro. Okay. Prong collar is a game changer. Our walks are so much more enjoyable. Uh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're having a uh, bro. Glad you're having a good walk down. You know, it's, it's the, this is the funny thing. There's people that will struggle for years, years mm. with crappy walks. I mean, they'll get injured. Arms, like literally, like they'll end up in surgery. They'll end up with like rotator cuff issues. They'll end up with broken bones. They'll have knocked over. They'll have bloody faces. They'll have skin knees. Um, and for some weird reason, they've tried a lot of different stuff, but they refuse to use a prong collar. Mm -hmm. I get it because it's under the assumption that the prong collar hurts. It's like we just my freaking broken bones hurt. Like, like we just listened a heck of a lot of human injuries there, right? And not only that, the walks suck. Try a prong cower. Now, I'm not going to say a prong cower is like, poof, the, 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 the walks are great. But I would say on more than 50% of the dogs, putting on the prong cower and just doing basic leash handling skills, which you can easily learn, the dog does walk pretty damn, pretty damn good, close to perfect. Next. Um, Andrea, did I already read that? No. Y'all are awesome. I've learned so much. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you. 
Jennifer, oh my God, Sir Prong Collar made me laugh out loud. Uh -huh. Can we take one of those ticks away? I was knew you were going to fucking ask that. No. Why not? Because that's no. You don't care about Jennifer? <laughs> don't turn this around. I'm not. Je you just twisted that. I'm reading. It says Jennifer says. It doesn't mean I don't care about Jennifer. That's the way I'm interpreting it. That's on you. Okay. Next. Jennifer, Joelle doesn't like you. Oh, boy. Nancy, hi, Jeff. Hope all is well. You're welcome, Nancy. I would. I read the next question afterwards. I'm going to break your rib. Okay. Vegan power couple. They're not my dogs. I would never. See, good. So those are the two 14-week-old dogs. Yes. Yes. Kareen, um, how to train my Morky. What's a Morky? A Maltese and a Yorkie? Probably. She is or three. Or a typo and she meant to put Yorkie. No, they're not even next to each other. She is three and cries until I get home. I walk her before I leave. I leave toys, but she will cry and pee. And, and do? do? Like, doo-doo? What? Kareen. Do? Just, just, you're new, right? It, just, just, like, take a shit. She'll take a shit. Like, like, your dog takes a shit in the crate. We can use those words okay, here. you ought to use that, okay? The FCC can't control me. So, um, <laughs> so what I would do is, what I would do is this. Number one, you leave all the freaking toys in the world. You leave all the, the, the you do all the exercise um, in the world. It's a separate issue. It's separation anxiety. I'm not against toys, and I'm obviously not against exercise. But what I am against, your dog in a state of anxiety the whole time you're gone. So what I want you to do is, even with a Yorkie, you, you can still get a remote collar for your dog. They make a micro-educator. Try that if you're open to electronics. And a lot of people will be like, the dog's already stressed. The dog's already anxious. And now I'm shocking it? Yes and no. Um, all I know is, though, that it works. And your dog goes into a calmer state, not because it's shut down, because you're actually changing the way the dog is thinking. And you're also, you're, you're, it, right now, your dog is patterning this, like, this OCD-ish type of pattern. It's not healthy for the dog to be whining and whining and whining and whining. All right? So you would leave the house, have a little phone or, a, you, know, you know, Skype yourself or FaceTime yourself, and then correct the dog for, for whining. Also, take a look at your affection level with your dog right now. And, and also take a, take a look at, are you asking your dog to do anything? A lot of people with small breed dogs, I mean, are you working on your sits? Are you working on your downstay? Not as a trick, but like do a two hour downstay, two hour place command, you know, are you, or, or are you just letting this, this, this Morky run, you know, free for all around the house? So the more structure you have in your dog's life, the more accountability that you hold your dog to, take your heart out of it a little bit, take some affection out of it a little bit, okay? And this is not forever. Nobody got a dog to be like, you know, a drill sergeant, but nobody got a dog to have it have an anxiety either for eight hours at a time. Next. Um, Michelle, she never whines when I'm inside the home. And before I get before I got the camera, she always looked calm when I returned home. I'm guessing it's just whining for a variety of reasons that she handles on her own by the time I get back. No, no. When you're home, it's called separation anxiety. When you're home, it doesn't exist because you're not separate yet. As soon as you pull in the driveway or walk up the stairs, she knows it's you. And therefore, you're home again. And then the separation anxiety the dog's Stops. been in the crate, though, for four and a half years. She's never done anything, like, crazy. This is the dog she's been crating since it was three months old. Oh, it just started this behavior? She didn't know until she got the camera. Oh! So she just got a camera oh, and realized, oh, like, oh, my oh, dog's whining oh, when so I'm gone. So it's probably been doing it for four and a half years. 
but it's, it never, might, it's it, never escalated. But it might not have been. It might have just started. It might have just started. Right. Anna, thanks for all the content. Finally bought the mini educator and it's been amazing for catching arousal on walks. Nice. Helps a little with separation anxiety, but my dog starts back up again after 30 minutes. So Anna, you might be, under, well, first of all, I'm glad that you're resolving some of your issues. You know, bad walks suck. They really do. It's like, like what's the, what's the human incentive when you have bad walk after bad walk after bad walk after bad walk? Mm. People like, they, they actually, we, they've used these words. I've despised my walk. Mm -hmm. I've hated my walk. I've hated my dog. I can't stand my dog. Yeah. I've stopped going on walks. So having a good walk is so much much nicer. As far as the separation anxiety, it's separation anxiety. There's an art to correcting a dog where there's no like, you know, cut and paste answer. So it's possible though that you're underwhelming the correction. You're underwhelming the correction. There's this whole theory out there about using the minimum amount of correction. I'm like, why? This isn't like a jail sentence. It's like, it's the minimum amount of years you have to spend in jail. So I spent 14 years in jail, but there's a minimum amount. That was sort of like right in the middle. You know, the judge, you know, they asked for 21. We asked for seven. They gave me 14. Next. Les Hansen, 499 Top Chat. The content is great, but the Top Chat is for the joke. Ha! Thanks. Now I'm getting paid for them. Uh, I want one removed. Another. Oh, no. There's a different one. Four ninety nine from Ashley. Crazy discussion with a cool vet about why some vets suggest euthanasia for some dogs is about the owners and not the dog. Have you heard this before? It's it's a it's for the it's about the owners. Why some vets suggest euthanasia for some dogs is about the owners and not the dog. Have you heard this before? Well, I, I no, but I under but I need to understand a little bit better. Are they suggesting it because they know the owners won't follow through, or do they like they really like like the owner owes them so much money and they're like, let's just kill the dog and they won't bring it back here anymore. And then they won't keep bringing up their bill. I don't think that's. Well, it. I don't understand. I, I want to know more. I want to know more about this conversation, Ashley. I'll take one of your things away. Thanks for Les's four ninety nine top chat. Oh, so now so guys, can I get another four ninety nine top chat, please? <laughs> because for every for a little tick, I'm probably going to get a punch at the end. So I'm up to two punches. <laughs> So I'd like it to be in the negative aisle. He's going to have two black eyes. I want it to be in the negative aisle. <laughs> All right. I'm injured right now. I can't punch you. Well, that I want to have some. I want to have some bad jokes on like. Uh... They're terrible. Terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Kim. Wait, I already read that. No, I didn't. How do you? Oh, another Fortnite. <laughs> From Ashley, the owners can't handle this dog. It's not the dog. Okay. I find that unethical. I find it unethical. So just because that owner can't handle the dog, the dog should die. That's unethical. Like when you when you say can't handle the dog, you might just have an out-of-control dog that with the right right owner will do great. Well, you also have to think about have they done the training have they put work into the dog right and 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 for a vet to ask the owner have they done the training and if the owner says yes what does that actually mean like have you done like real training like rehab mm -hmm. i think i find that highly unethical highly unethical there has to be some breaking of some oath on that one there has to be let's kill the dog because it'd be easier for the owner to not have to deal with the dog. No, 
I, no, that's not acceptable in my book. Next. Um, Kim, how do you begin training clients five month old puppy that's not interested in prong knee collar? Slip lead, how do you deal with jumping, nervous barking, and recall without being able to hold them accountable with tools? Kim, that's a really great question. I think you answered your own question. Yeah. You call them non-clients and you don't work with them. Why? Because tomorrow there's another person out there that wants your help that doesn't have a problem with the tools. So why why do these folks have a problem with the tools? Admit, I, I get the remote collar thing. I, I get that. That I get. But a prong collar? Why? Why, why, like, since why are they, they do realize that this is going to get worse, right? It's only a five-month-old dog, and it's already displaying some really bad behaviors. You can use a blonker. I mean, you could absolutely train a dog without a prong collar, without a remote collar. Absolutely. But I'm more interested in the owner's state of mind. What's the objection? That's what I'm interested in more. It's no different when I have a difficult dog and I tell the owner to get the crate out of the bedroom. There's only one reason historically why the dog does not have separation anxiety. There's only one reason why I ask the owners to do that because it's hard for the owner to do emotionally. If you cannot take your dog who maybe is highly leash reactive, possibly biting, possibly a resource garter, possibly pushy and snotty, and probably a bunch of other every bad behavior, if you can't take your dog and move it from point A to point B, or if you can't take your dog who sleeps in your in a bed, not your bed, but a dog bed, and say, why don't you just take that dog bed, put it in a crate, and let it sleep in a crate? And if they can't do that, that's a disqualifier for me. Because I'm going to ask you to correct your dog for a host of bad behaviors and you most likely won't be able to do it because you can't even emotionally handle the dog going to another room. Next. Jessica, when you tether a dog to the place command, is it just to stop them when they jump off and put them back on or is it not needed? So the only reason why we tether dogs to places, the tether does not hold the dog there. The tether is, is there's enough space for them to get off. It is an absolutely safety protocol, number one, but also it's a wonderful way to teach the dog how to understand how to turn off the pressure on the remote collar because say they came off and by that time they might be in a no, maybe not, but if they're at no and you engage the remote, the dog's got a lot of options right now. It could run towards you. It can run away and go hide. It could do, it could run it, run into another dog and, and, and attack it. We deal with it. We deal with dogs like that. I wanted to start understanding that, like, you step off, pressure goes on. How do I turn this off? Go back to where you were and lie down. So that's the number one reason why we tether. Next. Anna, when I turn the remote collar up, it makes my dog kick his back leg like it's tickling. I don't know if that's enough of a deterrent. The cheap collar I had would make him yelp, but it was momentary only. So deterrent from what? I need more context. Next. Brianna, hey guys, I have a six-year ACD. He's very reactive to people coming into the door. I've tried bonking, but it didn't work. I've tried high correction, but he's very vocal and it seems to get more anxious. Help. Okay. So it could be a um, timing issue. It could be a timing issue. So you've got a dog. What, what is the dog doing when people come in, in the house again? I think it's barking. Barking, and stuff. okay. 
reactive to people coming in the door. Okay. So you've got a dog and it's on a leash and it's next to you. And somebody comes in up the driveway. They're walking up the walk. They get ready to open up the door and your dog has started to now escalate. Okay. It's escalating. No bonk. Bonk hard. Like watch my bonking videos. Hard. It's a cotton towel. You will not crush the dog's skull. Eyeballs will not pop out. And the dog will not get brain damaged like the video is telling Okay, talk do. about the timing on that though, so because you said the dog starts to escalate, but what does that look like? Because a lot of people miss the first signs of escalation. Right. So when nobody is home, when nobody is coming up the drive, chances are your dog is just chill. Maybe not, but let's pretend it's chill hanging out. Now all of a sudden it's on alert. So it starts loading. What is loading? Loading is the series of events that goes leads to I'm about to, you know, do something really bad. Lunge, bite, etc. So the dog starts escalating. I thought I did describe it pretty well the first time. No, you just said escalating. Like what does that look like? To her, escalating might be already barking and charging the door. So thinking about um, the cool part about that is I'm not getting any little ticks on this one because it's got nothing to do with joking. I'm just being bullied right now. So escalating is the dog just slowly ramps up. So increases its breathing. Ears are up. It's more aroused. It's pre-barking. Don't wait till it's barking. But if it goes from nothing to bark, you can still say no and bark. Next. Is that satisfactory? Yes. Okay. Brittany. Hey guys, any advice on bringing home a new baby and introduction into a three dog household? Wow. Shit show in five languages. So, number one, this should have been done a long, long time ago. So, but it wasn't. So now you've got the baby. And if you haven't had the baby yet, you've got time. All those dogs should know place command. All those dogs should know you don't rush the door, you don't rush me. And I would make the car seat hot. What I mean by that is most people bring home a baby from a car that's they're driving, or if it's not in a car, you'll probably end up putting it in some sort of like little bassinet or a swing. And right now I want the, the dogs to learn to exist around the dog. I the do baby. not want dog. When I say dog, yeah. around the baby. Um, um, and not a fucking fur baby. It's a goddamn real baby. Okay. Um, what I want is, I want the dogs to start learning how to exist around the human child without interacting with it. They don't need to come over and say, you know, hey, is it a boy or a girl? It's like, uh, it's got a blue onesie on, not to be stereotypical. In fact, you know, one of my daughters, my oldest daughters are 30. We used to have, they used to wear blue onesies and they're like, oh, what cute boys. So I'm like, Those, they're fucking girls. Oh, but it was wearing blue on. I'm like, and and girls can't like blue. What? Well, not only that, it's like blue was on sale. So it's like you got, aye, aye, you got twins. You know, sorry, I can't like be fascist con fashion conscious. So, so what you're going to do is you want to get existence, existence. Also, I suggest if you've got a two floor house, um, dogs do not belong upstairs anymore where the baby sleeps. If you have one floor house, historically there's a hallway where the bedrooms are. Dogs do not belong down the hallway anymore. If you're not creating your dogs, I suggest you create your dogs. Lots of rules, lots of structure. All right? Lots of accountability to your dogs. Next. I, I'm gonna, we can talk for an hour on this one. You might want to do a baby proofing one-on-one. Um, -on -one. Next.
Ariane, four-month-old pup, recently tried chasing a shadow. Currently only cares about his own shadow or reflection, not other shadows. Mm. I'm worried about the neurotic behavior that can develop. Advice? Yeah, put him in a dark room. No shadows. Next. Aye, aye, aye. Jonesy. What I would, can I answer it seriously? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to keep talking over you until you do these stupid jokes. Wasn't that Oh, I guess it was stupid. Shit. Okay. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, it wasn't that stupid. <laughs> you didn't mark it down. So I'm still below five. Let's see if I can make below five. I don't want that little cross line. The little line. Okay. I wonder what the history of that is. Because who the hell wants to count all these individual little lines? Why do they That'd do be it, hard. But why do they do it by fives? Because it's easy. 5, 10, 15, 20, like 3, this. 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, It's easy 21. to mess up. If you have 10 or 9 little lines, that's easier to mess up. Yeah, but you can count. Well, who said you got to count by fives? Why can't you count by threes? I can count by threes. Because most people can't. You bullshit. And that's annoying. You don't think people are going to I don't want to count by threes. You don't know and your three. And what you do? You're going to do one, two, line? You don't know one, your three? One, two, line, one, two, line? Well, who decided it's one, two, three, four, line? That's so easy. Why can't you count by sixes then? Because you're not taught that way. Who teaches you this way? Who taught Angelo how to count with pennies and nickels? Five. Before that, he was taught with pebbles. Whatever. Don't fucking question it. This, this has been this way forever. So, forever? It ain't broke. Forever? Don't fix it. When was this, when was this done? I don't know. Look it up. Somebody let us know. Come on, look well, at we're only we at the, the seven twenty right if, now. I wonder if the new math does that. Probably not. I'm not interested in learning <laughs> the new math. Right. What do they call it? Common Core. It's called something. It's called bullshit tax dollar money wasted. Okay. Yeah. So what I would do is stop the dog from chasing the shadow. Okay. It's also four month old. It's also having fun. Next. So how do you stop it? Bonk the dog. No bonk. Could be an OCD behavior that you definitely want to catch and you know, nip in the bud. Next. Jonesy, I have a lab that I've been training, and he just cannot control his excitement when arriving at home or the fields where we go to play. I've tried tried the e-collar, but it doesn't seem to help, or it makes it worse if I ramp up. Try the bonker. Bonker is great for arousal. No bonk. And this is the thing. A lot of people will be like, but I want my dog to enjoy outside. So do I. Who said, they're not, who said your dog can't enjoy outside? Your dog can still enjoy outside. Here, here's a great example. You're going to the lake to go swimming. Your dog's going batshit crazy in the back of the car. Okay? Remote collar. Quiet. Correct. Dog shuts up, lies down. I assure you, when you get to the lake, your yeah. dog is going to be happy to be there. Next. Where did that come from, though? Like, if you correct the dog, it's going to think everything around it is suddenly hot. The floor is hot. The sky is hot. The walls are hot. It's like they understand what they're getting corrected for. If you say no. Yes. Yeah. And you have good timing and like, it's pretty simple and you can correct energy and state of mind. That's the missing link there. People don't realize that you can actually correct state of mind. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't, they don't get that. It's like, well, the dog's really not doing anything. Like just being annoying as fuck. Annoying as fuck. <laughs> right. Next. It's so incredible. Heather. Thank you, Jeff and Joelle, because of your free videos and podcasts. My one-year-old GSC doesn't have food aggression anymore. He That's went from good. growling, lunging at everyone, biting me, to no aggression at all. Again, thank you so, so much. Love your methods. So, Heather, that's COVID for you did great. You did a great job. Good job. So, that really is. So, kudos to you, Heather. I'm just the guy with the big mouth and the bad jokes. So, um, 
I'm glad that you put the work in. Your dedication is what really, really made it work. That's Job well done. That dog at the seminar this weekend. <laughs> Amanda, Pitt is one and a half years old. I don't know what that's in regards to. Probably a question we already answered. Yeah. Lori, hi, Jeff and Joelle. My 10-month-old Pitbull wants to play with my 13-year-old Bijan Jack yeah, Russell. He's not interested. Right. Snaps at the puppy, even tried to lunge and bite, so I've kept them separated. My question is, should I prong train my older dog not to react because I because the dominance will start when I put... I, this is like so... I can't read it. I'm and sorry. You're, you're when looking, my pit okay. matures or will it even and help? And you're looking really deep into this. So this is the thing. Who do you correct? Do you correct a 13-year-old dog who probably does not want to play with a high-energy puppy? Or do you correct the puppy who doesn't know how to... I don't want to call it a puppy. It's a 10-month-old dog. Or do you correct the younger dog because it's not picking up cues from the uh, older dog? Okay. In this specific situation, if both of these dogs were living in my house, I would probably correct the younger dog to learn how to just leave the older dog alone. Next. Rhonda, I've asked them. My answer is every person has different experiences, different tactics. Meditate, have a discussion. What in the heck does that mean? What? I, well, that's not about the fucking prong and remote collar. I don't know. Ask them. Like the last time I said ask them, it would be like ask the trainers who train the dog. They, oh, yes. Yeah. They told you to fucking meditate? No. She's saying every person has different experiences. So she wants your input too. What was the question? I remember what the dog it? came home from a boarding train and won't let her put the tools on. It's growling at her. So she already asked her trainers for an answer. But but okay, but it's now not, she but, wants your input. Well, I don't know how the dog was trained. When, when the first thing I would do is correct the damn dog for growling at me. I forget tools. I would correct the dog for growling at me. And then, I mean, I'd hate to have to counter condition putting the tools on because the dog should have, like, didn't it wear tools while it was being trained? So what I would do is, and I'm serious about this, it's not about different trainers having different opinions. They work with the dog. Like they should like, show me how you guys put the equipment on. Show me. Hand them the tools and say, show me. And then if they put it on successfully and it looks totally different than you, now it's a relationship issue. Now it's a relationship issue. So now for some reason the dog thinks that it can growl around you. So then you, you even now are more justified to say no and then correction. So it's not about different philosophies. It's like they train the dog. Like that's literally the dog is a product of their training. That's what you paid for. And it's not because you didn't pay me. I don't like we do this for free. Um, so but I if a dog growled at me around tools and if I'm starting from be the scratch, which I, that's the biggest problem is I don't think we're starting from scratch because it just came back from a three-week boarding train. It wore this equipment at the boarding train. It wore it every morning, taken off every night. It was trained on it all day long. And for some reason now with you, maybe with them, and they just didn't tell you, it doesn't want to put this equipment on. So can you put a slip lead on it? Can you put a flat buckle collar on it? Try this. Get a flat buckle collar, put it on the dog. Does the dog growl? Next. Three ninety nine from Edwin. The show is the best. Huh. Thanks, Edwin. I'm getting rid of one of these. Uh, whatever. Anna, working on confidence building with my dog, and I had him sit on a bench at the playground while my kids played. He sat there until break despite lawn maintenance nice. and children playing nearby. Excellent job, Anna. 
Anna said, will confidence building help with separation anxiety? Should I try more downstays and sit stays? He's a hot mess. I'm out of sight and he's in the crate. Yes. So confidence building is definitely one of the components that will help with separation anxiety. A correction factor for the actual separation anxiety also exists. But, you know, if, if doing long downstays and sit stays fix separation anxiety, boy, would that be an easy solution? Because we have dogs here that do great downstays, great sit stays. They can do it for hours. But trust me, because I'm the one up in the middle of the night. It ain't fucking fixing separation anxiety. Correcting the separation anxiety is, is the answer next. Sarah, I heard this today. Don't say no unless you can follow up with a correction. If you can't issue a physical correction following the no, then just let the behavior happen. Um, what? Well, theoretically, proper training protocols would say whenever you're at the beginning of rehab, middle of rehab, at the start of your journey, you shouldn't use the word no unless, it, or you're gonna water down no, unless you can follow up with something. Now, I wouldn't let it happen because how about if no actually stops the behavior? So, but if you're at the point where you're just letting it happen, the dog should probably still be on a leash and you should have more control over the dog. Next. Kathy B, judge and jury equals Joel. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. Melissa posted a link for virtual one-on-ones with you. Thank you. Laura, I just want to say thank you. We are dog sitting a friend's Great Dane. He would Jeez. not leave our dog alone. Four bonks later, now he's chilling in place. They dropped him off yesterday, responding to literally no commands, and now he's on his way to sit here, out in place, all because of what we learned from you. Thank you, Jeff Duell and Solid Canine. You are getting paid for this pet sitting, dog sitting, right? It's a friend's dog, but it's a Great Dane that doesn't know shit. And they just like, oh, you watch my dog while I go travel the world? And it's bothering your dog. That's there better be like cash exchange at the end. Next. Hoku canine training, training a seven month old. Okay. Cool. But there's no, there's no question. Maybe, no. It's, maybe it's following. Awesome. Good job. Trib. I watched the girls in your facility. I was amazed. Oh boy. I got bumped real far. That's uh -oh. what she said. Uh oh. Nope, that ain't it either. Oh, there's a second I Right here. I watched the girls in your facility. I was amazed about what they can do. Hopefully someday I'll get to that point. You guys are the best. Yeah, I mean, the, the, everybody in this, anybody, by the way, there's also um, a token man here because we don't discriminate. So, you know, the thing is this is that, thank you so much. And I do have a great staff, great group of um, uh, interns and, and, and great group of shadows, which there's no shadows here right now. And this is the thing. That's going to come with experience. That's going to come with like lots of leash handling, lots of dogs. The more you work with, historically, the better you get. The more naturally you are, the more fluid your movements are, the more second nature it becomes to you. And that will just happen with like work, 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 work. Next. Kim, Jeff, if I do a Skype with you about beginning my new training business, will you give me a timeline on a day in the life of a board and train dog, what their day looks like, how often you work them in a day, et cetera? Yes, I will. Because you pay for my time. I pretty much just give you all the advice that you that you ask for. Next. Michael, do not have a dog anymore. Just enjoying the show. Awesome. We, You know what? We get a lot of... Back when I had the radio show, we had a ton of... I used to meet them all in public a lot mm. because it was it was, it was was radio. And, and, and talk radio in Rhode Island is sort of like its own niche thing. So, and so many people like didn't have dogs to listen to the show. Next. 
Monica, for the bad, privacy for the bad jokes. Obviously, terrible. Thank you for offering the micro prong for sale on your site. I knew I was getting a quality product. Shipping was super fast, and your price was better than any others I saw. Huh? Which is ironic. Which is ironic. Which is sad in a way. Not sad. What's the right word I'm looking for? We pay more money for the micro prongs than we do for regular prongs. Really? Yeah. Those tiny little things. Yes. Jeez. I know. Well, sports cars are more expensive than full size cars. True. So I mean, I won't even make a size joke because I don't want to get another little tick there. Next. It's eight o'clock. Um, one more question. One more. Hoku Canine Training. Training a seven-month-old Pomeranian. Oh, there we go. Pees in the kennel one to five times a day. Jeez. We're taking him out every two to four hours or more. We have tried everything I know to do. We lower the top of the kennel, put food on the bottom of the kennel, and do a lot of structure. He also pees while laying down on place. And Whoa. I'm excited in peeing. Please help. Is there anything we can do to stop the pee party? Damn. Damn. Well, you shouldn't have sent him a fucking invitation in the first place. That's for sure. All right. Too bad he RSVP'd to this party. What I, what I, what I would what I would do is this. Number one, check, I mean, check for UTI, number one. Number two, uh, in the crate, lying down, that's some, that's some skill. That's mad skill when you can piss lying down for a dog. All right? Um, that's like, who are, those, who are those guys that do like, you know, they throw a Frisbee from like top of a building and it goes through like a, a, a basketball hoop and stuff? Oh, I don't know, but their videos are pretty freaking yeah. cool. Yeah, so that's like that. That's that's like that kind of stuff. In the on the bo bottom of the crate, on either the crates are usually historically four sided. So on opposite sides, put some raised surfaces, put like rocks or something, so the crate becomes uneven. So if the dog moves, like probably um, uh, you know, if it moves around to stand up to pee, it like shakes, and that makes the dog want to lie down. The downfall is this dog pees lying down, but in place. Didn't say in the crate. So that might work. That might work. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Sorry we didn't get to all your questions. Joelle decided to go on a lot of rants and to hit me. I think we did go on a lot of rants tonight. And spend a lot of time on like on our little ticks there. Did I get to a number five? Did I get to the line crossing? No. No. Well, you scribbled out two of them. I scribbled out one. There was four and now there's three. Look. There's four and now there's three. Okay. Okay. So um, the show is on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a free show. Um, also on the Patreon channel, I do a live Zoom every Tuesday. I also do online consults. So if you've got a lot of questions and um, just follow our content, consume our content, we'll be back on Friday. And another angry face. Angry and sad. Those are some interesting emotions. I wonder what, I wonder what angered them. Talking about shitting your pants and Lowe's. Well, if they're a Lowe's employee, <laughs> that would anger them. Maybe sad maybe that was the same maybe maybe they're like they felt bad for me maybe 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 there's some empathy out there huh no not my not 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 my viewers <laughs> <laughs> not for me all right um i'm really glad you guys showed up i'm really glad you stuck around i'm really glad you asked the questions i'm really glad that you're doing all the hard work thank you all so much um i'm honored and humbled to have you here and um Everybody have a fantastic evening. Good night. And we'll see you Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard.